Welcome to Read My Labia. I'm Fritz, and Charlie is not here. Again, it is just me, myself, and I, and my kitty, who is currently pouting off in the corner because I just finished trimming her nails, so hopefully she won't bother us. Let's get right into it. Um, We'll start, obviously, with our period talk that we do. I'm on the 14th day of cycle. Um, I really don't have much update from the last episode that I recorded. Yeah, I mean, nothing is abnormal, which I am grateful for. And I think that's about it. One, two. If if the rules actually, if it follows <laughs> like it should, two weeks from now, I should be getting um my period in March, the beginning of March. So, yeah, hopefully that is actually true and it doesn't come early like it did last time because I really, really don't want it to. Anyway, um, moving on to news. I don't have any. (laughs) I recently watched a movie called Pig, P-I-G, with my family, and I do not recommend watching it. Um, It was boring. It was one of those pretentious cinematic movies where it was all very slow with like the art the artistic shots I I got it like I get there's a reason why some people enjoy those movies but there was just no I don't mind those slow movies as long as there's a fucking plot and the like rise the climax to like there was just nothing none of it was in that and it was a 2 hours in some movie. Maybe it was only an hour and 45. Anyway, it was a long ass movie. So my news of the week is to not watch it. The summation of it is a guy who's a renowned chef quit the business of being a chef and went to live in the woods and then um, had a pig who they both together went and found truffles and then sold them to other chefs. And someone stole his pig and he went on a mission to find it. And never found it because the pig did not survive. So, there you go. There is literally what they could have done. I, um, oh, and he was an For being someone who lived out in the woods, he was awful at being prepared for anything. And he didn't even see lights, like headlights, beam into his house before the pig got stolen. So I would say it's just, it's bad all around. Just trying to figure out what to talk about. I was kind of ruminating between two different ones. One of them was my trip to London, just kind of talking about that. And my other one was just talking, telling stories about, like, my siblings and I growing up in a big family and all this. And 
I think I'm gonna save the siblings one for a later date, um, cause I'm sure there'll be another time when I'm doing this on my own. And I think I'm just gonna talk about my London experience. I mean, I didn't just go to London. I went to the UK. I went to London at the beginning, and then um, I ended up in Wales um, to be with a friend and to hang out with them again, because it had been a while. So hopefully you don't hear my breathing too much. I'm still trying to figure out how to work this microphone so that it's clear and you can actually hear me and I'm not muffled. But that also may mean you could hear when I breathe. So, my B. <laughs> um, so, okay. I, my trip to the UK was not my first trip out of the country, per se, because um, my senior trip that we took as a family, we went to Canada and went to Prince Edward Island. So technically that was my first um, trip out of the US. However, the trip to the UK was my first overseas out, uh, out of the US trip. Yeah. Um, so last year, last summer, that was something um, I had realized that I needed to do and it was kind of on a whim um my friend and I were talking and they had just mentioned of like oh you should like come visit me or something and I was just like you know what yes I currently had the money to be able to drop a couple thousand to go on this trip um would have to go back to look I'm not exactly sure because I spent a couple days, like three days in a hostel, and then the rest I was able to crash at my friends. And so I saved money um, that route, which was really, really nice. And I didn't really go out to eat all that much, especially when I was with my friend. We like would go grocery shopping and then um, I'd pay for some and then they would pay for some. We'd split the bill in that way but I did like when I was in London I would I went out to eat like I think two times and then the rest I kind of just got went to like a grocery store and got like snackable picnic meals but okay so ever since I um had start of the divorce just saved my money and I didn't it didn't go anywhere I really wasn't eating very well and so I wasn't spending money on groceries and it was really just gas and to get me to work you know and back home again so I had saved up quite a good chunk amount of money within just the past you know six or seven months and I started saving even before I left the house that we shared Sandra and I shared um because once I knew I wasn't going to have his income I knew I was going to have to save up quite a bit just so that I could do it on my own and so I bit the bullet and decided to take this trip um 
just because I knew I was throwing myself into my work and I needed an abrupt change to help refocus what I wanted to do in life and obviously I'm sure there's a cheaper way to do that I just traveling is something I still want to do and so I just knew it was if I am able to I'm going to do it um obviously then when I got back from that trip I had to be more like conscious of what I was spending and how much I was spending and I mean I am still now um doing that and so yeah um none of that I guess is information that you were like okay I don't care (laughs) um but I only took a carry-on and I was there for two weeks technically I did stop in Iceland (laughs) um because I took Iceland Icelandic air um, as my plane and when you take uh, their air fare then you stop in Iceland to transfer Um, I almost missed my flight out because I ended up I wasn't supposed to but I ended up like going through I guess customs or whatever because I thought I had to get there to go somewhere else and then it ended up I did not have to do that and they're like, um, they, the stewardess was a little confused at why I did that. And I'm like, you and me both, buddy. I, I can't tell these plain <laughs> signs. I've never been here. Um, but yeah, I remember making it to the airport in London. There's two airports in London. And then realizing it's like a 30 to 40 minute train ride into the actual um, town, the city of London. And I had to figure out how to get there. And I didn't have any like Wi-Fi yet. So I had to figure out how to, you know, get a card, a SIM card and stuff. And make sure I'm, like, going on the right train and, you know, just a little hectic. And so I ended up, like, at first, since I had free Wi-Fi at the airport, I, like, screenshot my direction that I needed to go in. And then before I left, I bought a SIM card. And I thought, oh, I'll put it on, put it in on the way to the train, on way to London, hoping that then I could, like... I wouldn't need to use my screenshots, right? Come to find out, the tool that usually is in like American ones when you get a SIM card, there's like this little tiny key almost to open up your thing. Um, It does not come in the ones over at the UK or the one I bought, I guess. It did not have that. And so I was like, well, fuck. I will literally just have to do this on my own with the screenshots and I am directionally challenged so I honestly wasn't too um 
I didn't think I could actually do it. <laughs> I figured I would get lost at least a couple times. But I did actually end up making it. I almost, I learned how to use the tube or the subway that they have. Um, and I did almost get off at the wrong stop, but that was only because it had the same name as my stop I was supposed to get on. Besides, it had like a saint or something in the front of it. I can't remember. A lot of this stuff now is going to be like harder to recall um, just because it has been almost a year. And so a lot of these things aren't fresh on my mind anymore. But so I ended up getting off at the right stop. But now I'm exhausted mentally just from travel. Um, and... I'm lugging around a backpack that I had and then my carry-on. And I was like, well, now I gotta find this hostel. And I still didn't have my... I didn't have like a um, GPS signal or anything. Which... Looking back on it, I was a little dumb to not look up how I could actually get it out. Because you can just use an earring, a back of an earring. So, side note, if you ever <laughs> become in this situation that I had, don't, you don't need to go buy anything. Um, just get your earrings and use, and pop it out so you can put your SIM card in. But, I had to walk two miles to my hostel and you know it wouldn't have been that big of a deal but it was also that my hostel was on like a slight incline <laughs> and after I'm exhausted having to lug up a pretty like I packed my suitcase as much as I could so that I could get my bang for my buck especially since I wasn't you know lugging around a full size but it was just you know I was just exhausted plain old exhausted um and I was nervous obviously because it would be my first hostel that I ever um slept in I when I booked my hostel I ended up booking the biggest possible room like the most amount of people in a room that I could I I did that because if something were to happen to me, I figured the more people, the better, because at least someone would speak up or help me. Because um, there was a varying degrees. The most amount of people was the cheapest option. And then there was, I think I had like, one, there's three, it was a three bunk bed tier. And there had to be at least like 30 people that could have slept in that room, I believe. Um, so that was like the most amount of people that could sleep. And then obviously you can get like your own room if you wanted, but that was hella expensive. Or you could get one that just had like nine people and you know, in between. Anyway, and so I decided to do that. I knew it was probably gonna give me less amount of sleep though just because of the amount of people in there can 
it can be, you know, just hard. But the first night I was so goddamn tired that even with the snoring, I was able to fall asleep. That was really nice. Um, I just conked out, basically. The second night is definitely not the case. Um, there was a new person that had come in that night and oh my word. Like, I rec- had to record it a little bit because I was like, this is insane. But they basically like reverberated the room at how loud their snoring was. And so that night was a little harder to fall asleep to, but I did manage. Um, I would like to say I did not experience um, jet lag like I thought I would. Uh, I got lucky in that way. I did do the night owl so that um, by the time I would get to London, it would have been close to when I could, like, I would have a couple hours to, like, wind down, but then it would have been an okay hour to fall asleep on the first night. And I did that purposefully, hoping to curb the jet lag. And I don't know if that actually worked or not, or if I just somehow managed to not get jet lagged. I don't know. My first three days were in London, and... I was nervous to be in a city by myself where I didn't know anyone and I didn't know what to expect. Um, Something that ahead of time that I planned for this trip was this was going to be a no plan trip. (laughs) I looked up like ideas of what would be kind of fun to go see and stuff, but I knew that like at the end of the day when I was in London I would just wanted to feel out what I wanted to do and if I felt like going to see that um place I picked then I would but if I didn't then I wasn't gonna force myself to do it and so that ended up being one of the best decisions that I could have done for myself I think planned trips are great like I'm not dissing them at all just for what I needed Um, at that point in my life was an unplanned planned trip. (laughs) I spent most of my time in London just at parks, relaxing, bringing books and reading the books I brought, um, and just people watching. I think, like, it was so... that The trip to the UK was so much fun. And I loved my time with my friend, but being alone in London for the first three days, like, was such an eye-opening experience for me. Realizing how much fun it is to not have to cater towards other people and any any of the decisions I made was something I wanted to do and I didn't have to feel like, well, is this what the other person wants to do and what if they're just saying yes because I want to do it and maybe they don't want to do it and it you know how my brain works is just not great always when especially when other people are around um and so this was like one of the first times where I felt like I could just be free and be me because of that I was able to spend a lot of time at parks and just sitting and I could sit there as long as I wanted and then when I felt like I wanted to get up I could And I didn't have to check in with anyone else. Like, it was just me. I could check in with myself. 
I went to this like um the name just escaped me I think it was called Neil's Yard or something like that but it was basically like a place that had very colorful buildings on the outside and um it was like a like think of a roundabout for cars but it had like six or seven streets going off the circle and it all the sh all these streets had a bunch of different shops that you could go into right and i really didn't do much shopping at Neil's yard but there was this I was around lunchtime and I was like well I am kind of hungry and there's this cute little coffee shop that I decided to like sit in and I could like people watch because there was like a bar um across a couple windows and I just read my book and people watched and had a cup of coffee then they brought a sandwich that I had ordered and it was like a really fucking good sandwich and I just, yeah, like, I don't know even know how to, like, be able to describe just the inner peace I had felt. And I think part of it, too, was because I had to face my own thoughts. Especially during, like, the first day. And realizing how much the life I'm living back at home was not going to be healthy for me anymore and serve me anymore and I couldn't throw myself at my work anymore and I could feel myself already being burnt out um and so just like having these realizations and knowing that like this trip forced me to come to a standstill and to really think about what I wanted my future to look like um and to also just grieve the fact that, you know, I am, I was, a, I am single and, um, also celebrate that fact. So yeah, that was just really, really good that I, I bit the bullet and I took that trip by myself. I also went to, um, this place that used to be a church but they the roof was off of it now and there were trees growing inside of it and vines were crawling up it and when I was there there was a lot of pictures being taken from both there was a wedding it looked like a wedding um well probably more like an engagement shoot that they were taking and then a couple dance portraits were being taken and a couple instrument portraits people who played instruments were taking getting their portraits done as well so that was fun um just to sit there and it was just very peaceful and yeah I really I really spent most of my time just at parks um I on the last day that I was there in London I decided to go see some of the more um monuments that people go to see when they're in London <laughs> like Buckingham Palace and um different things like that I personally I'm like 
it's just not my style. I, when I go there, it was just like, it's a building and a lot of people and it was very touristy and it was just not, it's not something I enjoy doing and I don't find like a sense of awe, I guess with the buildings, even with like when I compare it to even like the, I, I've been to Washington and when I was at, I saw the White House and even then, I still had the same feeling of just like, okay, cool, it's a building. Like, I don't care. <laughs> um, and so, that, going to see those buildings, I was glad I kind of waited for my last day. Just because I was like, okay, I'm going to pop in. I literally was there for like five minutes to see it and then I left again. Because it was just so crowded and it was just, yeah, not my cup of tea. Um, the part, the reason why I spent so much time in the parks too is because of how much it amazed me that like the parks that these people have access to are basically almost felt like state parks for us <laughs> and state parks aren't free. <laughs> and yet these public parks that would be just in the middle of a bustling city and you go to a park and you feel like you're just you're not even in the city anymore and it's just so big with so many things for kids to do I was just so amazed I was so jealous and so amazed at the fact of these people can go to the outside and relax in an area that's made for them and it's free and yeah it's just it was so big and I realized how bad we have it here the fact that like we have to pay to see nature <laughs> especially where it's not like where you escape the city and feel like there's no humanness if that makes sense um in the parks and that just yeah so that was very eye-opening too and I'm really glad I stayed in the parks for that stay um learning I I did learn and I managed to learn um the subway system there even they, they don't call it the subway system but I didn't under like I the busing system was still something that I was hard for me and I don't think I fully like actually <laughs> learned it, it. <laughs> but I did take the buses sometimes um but I did try to stick to the tube as much as I could um I think that would be about it for like my stay at London. Um it's a it's a city I think that would be really fun to live in for a while. Um I mean obviously I know I only really got like a tiny tiny taste of it. I'm not saying it's something I want to put like roots down and like be there forever, but yeah, I just I really enjoyed it. Um 
I think it'd be fun. But for my rest of the stay, I stayed with my friend in Wales. And that was also super fun. I was able to see where they went to university. um, And they were kind of able to show me just the ins and outs a little bit. Um, While I was there, the... Why am I blanking? I'm blanking on the name now. Because that bar, I, I literally had it in my brain. And then when I go to talk about it, my brain says, you wanted information? Cardiff. Wow. Yes. Um, we didn't, we went to visit Cardiff because that's actually where they went to university. Um, but that's not where um, they lived anymore. But while I was there, Cardiff was actually doing uh, lesbian pride a little. And there were different events you could go to, but we chose the play. They were putting on a play and it had all um, queer women, actors, producers. um, Yeah, like it was just all... All of them were queer. And to be able to, like, that was, like, one of my first, like, in-person experiences where it was, like, solely queer women actors and stuff like that and actresses was so amazing. And 100% highlight of the trip was just to watch them perform um and then that night we went out and went to a drag show and yeah it was just so much fun and I had a lot of fun hanging out with my friend it's I have known this friend since we were little um but they were a missionary kid and so they kept um being moved around because of their parents and so there was a stint of a couple years when I was like a fourth grader that they were in um, the U.S. and then a couple years after that too they were back in the U.S. but a lot of time from a teenager um we had not seen each other for a very long time. And so it was such a fun time to like catch up and see where they went to university and see what their life was like. And their, their flat that they lived on was up this tremendous hill in Swansea. And it's like the hill is well known over there for it being like so bad, but Basically, like, you could not walk straight down. If you were going to walk down the hill, you you can't just walk straight down it. You had to go and, like, kind of walk in a little bit of a diagonal because if you just started to walk straight down, your momentum would just start picking up and picking up until you're full out running. And so every time we left <laughs> their flat... You just knew that as, whenever you wanted to come back, you were going to have to walk up a big-ass hill. <laughs> My word. Never missed leg day. 
<laughs> during that trip. That is for sure. Um, but they live close to the beach. Probably like a 15 minute walk or so from the beach. And so we did that um, probably four or five times when I was there. We would just spend our time at the beach, which was so nice. I met some other their friends. I had fish and chips for the first time there. It was very greasy. <laughs> but good. Very good. Just a little greasy. I couldn't quite finish it all. One of the last days I was there, we ended up taking a bus to go a little bit outside of Swansea. And there was this park that we decided to go check out and explore. And it was so big. It, like, you thought it would end, and then there was another trail leading off to another quest, like, open space. And then you're like, whoa, more. Then you'd keep walking, and then it would diverge into something else. And it just kept going and going and going and going, it felt like. And they ended up bringing their camera. And so it was really fun because, um... I basically got, like, a free photo shoot out of it. And I got some damn good pictures because they're talented. But, yeah, like, again, I just cannot stress the amount of, like, green spaces that the UK has. And the amount of effort they put into it to keep it that way and it's just so so big like you just would never find that in the U.S. and it not be considered a state park (laughs) it's just so sad it's so sad to me but I I read a lot on this trip too I read seven books or something like that and that was the most amount of reading I'd ever done in such a long long time and I mean still a long time my reading comes and goes in phases and up to that point I really was not reading I was not reading a lot when I was married to Sandra and it just whatever conditions that I was put in when I was on the trip in the UK it just was perfect conditions that allowed me in my mind to just go and dwell into these books and be immersed into it and it was it was a blast and you know I can't thank my friend enough for allowing me to crash at their place and for feeding me and all showing me around and just allowing my broken self to be there um yeah I mean I don't know if that made much sense (laughs) but that was kind of like my my London stay estimation (laughs) it's been a year so a lot of the memories are fuzzy now and could totally be off um But the feelings are still true and I can't wait to go on my next trip. Um, It probably won't be for a while because I still am trying to save up money and it's fucking hard to do that when you also just need to live in general. (laughs) But yeah, 
I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all I can think of. I'm sure once I turn this off, I'll be like, oh, I should have talked about that moment and this moment and all that. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but that's um, kind of sums up my trip to the UK. In a couple words, it would just be a breath of fresh air and finding myself. Yeah, and relaxations. Um, I can't wait to do it again. Go on another trip. In, even if it's still solo, like, I obviously would enjoy traveling with people I love. Like, I would 100% do that in a heartbeat, but... If other people can't, and I'm the only one that can, then I don't, I hope that it doesn't stop me from doing it anyway. Because I think traveling solo can be very beautiful too. So, um, this is the segment for tea, and I really don't have any tea to spill other than, um, this is my one year anniversary from being officially legally divorced um, by law. In the eyes of the law, I am one year, uh, February 17th of last year was when the papers finally went through. Um... So yeah, that's some news, <laughs> also tea, but now this, I've been separated longer, but that's obviously outside of the law because it takes a couple months for papers to go through. Yeah, that's something that I feel like both Charlie and I should talk about is and maybe we kind of did touch on it, but just our experiences with the actual divorce. Um, because both, well, we both, first of all, have very different experiences with getting divorced. Um, Charlie had to get lawyers involved. I did not have to, which I am grateful for. Um, but it's still not a fun process. And the state we live in, and I think most states, but... It, it's literally like they f want you to stay together. Like, they do all their possible things they can before you can, like, legally file. And it's just fucking annoying. <laughs> like, I'm glad I wasn't in an abusive relationship because, my goodness, that would be, like, so much harder like I'm very privileged in the fact that both of us have chosen wanted to separate um 
And so it was smooth process in that way. Um, and I can't imagine one person forcing the hand of not going to sign the papers and yeah, just a whole mess in that regard. But yeah, so I, yeah, that's, that's the tea. I'm, I'm a year divorced. And, you know, to the day, today really didn't feel any different. Um, I think when I crossed the threshold of year of being on my own, that was different. It was definitely harder. It hit me harder. The, the year of just living alone. And I think it just resurfaced a lot of memories and just also lies of like, I'm a failure that I didn't wasn't able to keep a marriage and stuff like that um but I don't know it just it felt like I, I wanted to honor I wrote it in my calendar that this was the anniversary because I wanted to honor it but I definitely didn't like feel worse because of it which which I'm grateful for um obviously healing is not linear and it's very much cyclical and so all these feelings, I'm sure, in the future will come up again and hopefully not as strong, but, but yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's it on my end and next week will be regular, back to the regular programming, um, Charlie will be here and will there'll be two voices instead of just me um she's currently in kansas city so so yeah um you can all look forward to that who knows what we're talking about because i don't i'm sure charlie doesn't we always decide basically five minutes before we hit play <laughs> um but yeah, if you have any uh, questions about this podcast or comments, then you can either email at readmylabia at gmail.com or um, DM us on Instagram at readmylabia. Um, we love to get your guys' feedback and I am just grateful to be able to have a platform, even if no one is listening to this um to share my story into the void and that's okay because I just enjoy being able to have an outlet like this to process because even though I know people are listening and in the future more and more people could find it and listen to it it still just feels like I'm talking to a microphone and it, it's just me and so it can be very cathartic to speak out on my story and so I just want to thank you that if you are listening to this um, that I'm grateful that someone is hearing it yeah I love you all and I hope you all have a good weekend but I guess you guys are hearing this on Monday so I hope you're having a good week um when we record, we usually record it on the weekend or the start of the weekend. And so 
that's why I'm saying this. But yeah, I hope you guys are having a good week and that you find a dollar on the ground and you can get an ice cream cone with it. I hope that's the week everyone has. Because that sounds like a damn good week to me. <laughs> anyway, I love you all, Labians, and I'll you'll hear from us next time on Read My Labia. Bye!